This episode is brought to you by AARP. 18 years from tonight, Grant Gill will become a comedy legend when he totally kills it at his improv class's graduation performance. Knees will be slapped. Hilarity will ensue. That's why he's already keeping himself in shape and razor sharp today with wellness tips and tools from AARP to help make sure his health lives as long as he does. Because the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org slash healthy living. Welcome to Podcast One. We hope you'll support our sponsors who bring you these podcasts absolutely free and with limited interruptions. And of course, we appreciate you listening to this show, which will get started in just a second. Since 1983, Eddie Trunk has been the voice for fans of rock, hard rock, and heavy metal. A best-selling author, host of TV's That Metal Show, and seven national radio shows, including Trunk Nation, daily on Sirius XM. Interesting. Eddie offers the world his news-making interviews, passionate analysis, honest commentary, and who knows what else. So welcome to the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Trunk here, and it's time for another episode of the Eddie Trunk Podcast, which is new every Thursday via podcastone.com and iTunes. Hope you're having a great week, and thank you for downloading, streaming, and listening wherever you may be doing so. Got a couple cool interviews for you this week that I'm very excited to bring to you. Another double dip. I'll be uh, joined shortly by, from Saxon, Biff Byford. And from Thin Lizzy and Black Star writer Scott Gorham. Both bands currently out on tour, opening for Judas Priest. They're also breaking off and doing their own concerts as a headliner in their uh, their own venues. And that's kind of cool if you want to see some extended time from these two great bands. Opportunity to do that at Select Cities. I'm going to actually be hosting a show with these guys that they're going to be doing. Um, let me tell you right now, I'm going to my own website which is what I suggest everybody do when they want to find out what's going on in music news and with me and appearances and things like that. So I can tell you that I'm going to be with Saxon and Black Star Riders hosting a show in Milwaukee, and that will be at the Potawatomi Casino, and that's on April 7th. There you go. I just found that on the homepage of eddytrunk.com, like all my appearances. So I'm looking forward to seeing both bands in headlining sets, doing a Q&A with them as well. So if you're in Milwaukee, that's on April 7th, Northern Lights Theater. Should be a lot of fun. So we're going to talk to Scott Gorham extensively this week about Thin Lizzy stuff and, of course, about Black Star Riders, his current band. And I'm also going to spend some time talking with Biff Byford of Saxon, a band that spent a lot of time here in America lately. Of course, they're a British band, spent a lot of time here in the U.S., and recently did two legs of touring, opening for UFO. Now they are direct support to Judas Priest here in the U.S., like I said, also doing their own shows. So a good double bill for you today. 
If you're a Thin Lizzy fan, a Saxon fan, a Black Star Riders fan, got some good content for you to check out very shortly. Before we get to it, though, let me run down the rest of the appearances, and they include some great stuff for you next week. Next Thursday, the 29th of March, if you're in the Dallas area, I'm in McKinney, Texas at the Guitar Sanctuary doing my speaking Q&A show. Stump the trunk as well with a live audience, which means you if you come out to the show. And I'll have plenty of prizes as well. Again, March 29th. A week from tonight, if you're listening on Post Day, Guitar Sanctuary, McKinney, Texas, for my live speaking Q&A Stump the Trunk show. And everybody who buys a ticket, I think tickets are only 20 bucks, and you all get free beer. <laughs> How can you beat that? McKinney is just outside of Dallas. Great venue. I've been there before. The Guitar Sanctuary, a very cool place. And I hope to see all of you guys in the Dallas area on March 29th. Also, the next day, March 30th, I'll be doing my radio show live from the same place, Guitar Sanctuary in McKinney, from 1 to 3 local time. John 5 sitting in. You're welcome to come down and watch that broadcast. It is totally free. Remember, though, the Friday afternoon deal is just watching the radio show. There is no meet and greet. There is no performance of any kind. I will be doing a, as I said, speaking performance on Thursday night with the stumped trunk stuff and all that. Uh, Friday is just simply the radio show and the great John Five sitting in with me. All the information on eddytrunk.com. So two big appearances Thursday, Friday of next week in the Dallas area. As I mentioned, Potawatomi, Northern Lights Theater, April 7th with Saxon and Black Star Riders. April 13th, back in Tulsa. IDL Ballroom for L.A. Guns. Tickets now at Stubwire. April 22nd, back in Houston. Proof Rooftop Lounge, great venue for Tom Kiefer. May 4th, Merryweather Post Pavilion. And that is for the M3 Rock Festival. May 6th, I'm in Encino hosting the Ride for Ronnie Dio Charity event. Rocklahoma coming up. Striper, May 30th at the IDL in Tulsa. Just announced speaking show at the venue in Cincinnati, June 9th. And way down the line, November 3rd, I'll be at something called 80s in the Sand in the Dominican Republic. My goodness, a date already in November. As I said, everything. As it's confirmed, as well as music news, as well as my blog, as well as all-access membership, as well as ways to order signed copies of my books, all of it is on the homepage or on the various pages of eddytrunk.com. Have a listen, have a look, I should say. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Eddie Trunk for all your social media connections. Just got back a few days ago from Mexico. I flew into Cancun, and I'm really excited to announce that I've shot and resumed production on a new TV show that I'll be hosting for Access TV called Trunk Fest. You may remember I talked about it last year some as we were shooting the beginning of it. Then the winter hit, and the festival's kind of chilled out and calmed down a little bit. And now with things resuming and starting up again, we started up production again. And I shot an episode last last weekend in Riviera Maya, Mexico, at the Hard Rock. What an amazing facility that is. I mean, absolutely incredible place. 
And I've never seen or been to any of these all-inclusive resorts where literally every single thing is included, from the mini bar to drinks to food. It was amazing. I had no idea it was going to be like that. I've never experienced anything like that. And like an idiot, I left a couple days early where I could have hung out and had some downtime, totally free and included, but I got back early to the snow back in New Jersey. But uh, really cool spot. Great to be with my Access crew again. Great to knock out another episode. This one is more in the country world. It featured the Zac Brown Band and Blackberry Smoke among the acts that played. The setting was amazing. The event was called Castaway. Got to meet a couple of the guys from Black, uh, Black, all the guys from Blackberry Smoke, who very nice. They were fans of uh, what I've done, which was really cool. And also the same with the guys in the Zach Brown Band, who are a huge band. I mean, not necessarily in my world as far as music is concerned, but I respect what they do, and they are amazingly popular. I mean, they do stadiums. It's crazy how big they are. Good guys, fun weekend, amazing setting in. Uh, outside of Cancun, Mexico. I'd love to go back to that hard rock. I haven't got a chance to visit the Brett Michaels suite. He has a suite that he designed there that was just amazing. I texted him. I told him I wanted the friends and family rate when I go there for a vacation one of these days. So that was very cool. And uh, I have great news for you about Trunk Fest because I have an air date and a premiere date and time for you. And that is July 1st. I've just been told by the network that my show will premiere July 1st, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Sunday nights is when you'll see this show debut on Access TV. Real excited about that. Again, starting July 1st, Sunday nights, 9.30 p.m. Eastern on Access more when we get a little closer. I still got to do about three or four more episodes before the entire season is complete. But can't wait for you guys to see those shows. All right, let's get into our interviews because uh, we got two of them for you, like I said, this week. We'll start off talking with really a guy that is a legendary figure in hard rock around the world, and that is guitarist Scott Gorham, who spent so much of the 70s and 80s as a member of the guitar duo that was just so cool. I mean, that signature guitar duo in Thin Lizzy, whether it was Brian Robertson and Scott Gorham, John Sykes and Scott Gorham. Scott Gorham there for the majority of the time and on all the classic Thin Lizzy recordings. We talk a little Thin Lizzy. We talk about Black Star Riders, who have three albums out now. Scott is currently on tour with them, as I mentioned. And then interview number two, a little interview with Biff Byford of Saxon talking a little bit about what's going on in their world and their new album, which has recently been released as well. We'll get to Scott Gorham first. We'll do that coming up on the Eddie Trunk Podcast. The Eddie Trunk Podcast. Hey, if you're looking to buy a car, you're probably familiar with terms like MSRP. You might even know what it stands for, but what does it actually mean? Same goes for invoice, list price, and dealer price. It's enough to confuse anybody. All you're really looking for is a price that actually means something. Introducing True Price from True Car. Now you can know exactly what you'll pay for the car you want, including fees and accessories, before you even get to the dealership. True Car dealers will show you the true price on cars like the one you want, all from the comfort of home. And how do you know if your true price is a great price? Because True Car shows you what other people paid for the same car you want. 
And your certified dealers know this, so they set their true price competitively so they can win your business. So when you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features are not available in all states. Hey, podcast listener, this is Rob Sesternino. I'm the Rob, and Rob has a podcast, and the new season of Survivor is just getting started, and we've got new episodes for you five days a week. Join us for interviews with your favorite past Survivor players and this season's losers right after they get their torch snuffed. Listen free to Rob Has a Podcast, exclusively available on Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and the Podcast One app. And if you like the show, why not share it with a friend or leave us a rating and review on iTunes. This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. And we're back on the Eddie Trunk Podcast. And as I often say, all of the interviews that you hear on the podcast are courtesy of my daily music talk and interview show called Trunk Nation, which you can hear every day on Sirius XM Channel 106, Volume and it airs live 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern time. It replays every night, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern, and you can get full shows on demand on the SiriusXM app. If you have SiriusXM, please join me. If you don't, consider joining me for daily rock talk and interviews every single day on volume, my daily show on Channel 106. Here on the podcast, I give you just a little sampling of what goes on each and every day on the radio show, and these interviews come from that. So here we go with, as I mentioned, Scott Gorham of Thin Lizzy and Black Star Riders, first in our double dip this week. Enjoy. Scott, how are you, man? Good, Eddie. How you doing? I'm good. How was the first show the other night? Well, you know, the first show was good. It was good for all three bands. Like, you know, it's, it, it went with, uh, you know, a big kind of production thing like this. Uh, it takes like one or two shows for the whole thing to click in at, you know, at a hundred percent. But, you know, I think we got probably 95% last night. So the next couple of shows are going to be pretty well greased. So it's going to be great. You guys have uh, done the priest uh, tour, pre- touring with priest in the past. That was, a, that was what, five, six years ago, right? Yeah, we did that as uh thin Lizzy. Uh, I think we toured around with them for about four or five weeks. Something like that. And that was a great oh, was, tour. That was more of a more of a summer thing. So obviously, weather never came into it. a lot of the the big outdoor sheds and arenas. All that it was a, it was a great tour. So it's it's good to be back with uh, you know the guys from uh, Judas Priest. We're all great friends. We're all great friends with the the guys guys from Saxon. So uh, it's kind of like this one great big happy family kind of tooling around the country together. So it's very cool. I didn't realize that when you, I, I, of course I was at that show, but I didn't, I don't remember. I didn't realize that was still, you guys were still under the name Thin Lizzy at that time. I didn't realize that. I thought it was Black Star Riders. No, I think what it was on that one, it was a, a like one of those anniversary tours. It's kind of like what we did last year. Uh, I think it was the, the 40th uh, for Thin Lizzy. So we picked out uh, six shows and we just, uh, uh, pick the specific cities to do them in, because uh, it wasn't we we had no intention of doing a you know, like a three month Thin Lizzy tour. It was like I say six shows. We had Scott from Judas Priest on bass and uh, Tom from Aerosmith. Uh, uh, so it was a, it was kind of one of these all star lineups that uh, was, was really pretty cool, right? But like I say, it was not it was never going to be a, like a three month Thin Lizzy tour. We and we might do it 
uh, there's talk of us doing it next year for the uh, uh, the anniversary of the Live and Dangerous album. The, oh no, sorry, the fiftieth. Wow, fifty years, man. That hurts my back even thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, fifty years so, since what? Live and Dangerous? No, no, fifty years since we just put the band together. You know, oh, right. So, okay. Because uh, Live and Dangerous is coming up on, it's probably about 40 years now, right? That's right. Uh, that'll be the uh, the 40th. I think that's either this year or next, you know. So uh, uh, look out for that one, you know. So we need you to buy that album, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you, you mentioned, I mean, we're going to talk Black Star Riders in a second, but you mentioned the Thin Lizzy stuff. You did that, those dates, they didn't play in America, but you did go out with as Thin Lizzy again. And and you mentioned, I know Tom Hamilton from Aerosmith played bass, and you said right. Scott Travis, who's in Priest, of course, played, was the drummer? Right, right, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's amazing, you know, to, to be able to choose, pick, you know, cherry pick all these really great musicians from uh, very cool bands, you know, and not realizing really that these, these guys were, you know, huge fans of, of Thin Lizzy. And, you know, they these guys can walk straight in and pretty much, you know, know the song straight off the bat, you know. So uh, it makes everybody's job a lot easier and it's a lot more fun, you know. So these guys get to play the uh, the Thin Lizzy songs that they've always wanted to play. And it's, it's great that, you know, the audience can see these sort of iconic figures up on the stage in a whole different kind of uh uh, atmosphere so it's it's a it's a it's a pretty cool thing we got going on with the, that that whole side of the Lizzie. yeah i was going to ask you about that you're really having the best of both worlds now because i think you really did as, as i told you many times when when what was thin Lizzie and has become black star riders when you guys decided that you wanted to make new music with that band mm. i thought it was incredibly right. smart to change the name and start to work under black star riders so now you actually only almost have kind of two different things here you can do you can put very cuz everybody loves thin lizzy every musician loves thin lizzy they're timeless songs so you can put these great bands together to pay tribute to that stuff and all that great stuff with phil but then when you want to create new music you're really establishing now with three black star riders records a whole different thing i mean do you feel that black star riders is at the point now where it stands on its own as its own band and not looked at as a thin lizzy sort of offshoot so uh absolutely Uh, in fact we even started we even felt that uh uh from the second album on the you know the first album we we were just kind of thinking about well should we should we you know a new thin lizzy album and then it was absolutely not. We are not going to do that. You know, we still had songs that that had the sort of the Lizzie vibe, if if you will, to it, because uh, we were writing, you know, towards that end. But it was really the uh, you know the the second album, uh, the Killer Instinct, that that you know kind of set us free, if you will. You know, we kind of busted the chains on, on that one, and we were able to write really in in. Uh, sort of any way we wanted to uh, uh, from that point on. So, so that was great, but you're right. You know, it's, it's, uh, I, I mean, uh, we're all like in this really lucky position that, uh, we can do the black star writers, but also at the same time, we can also get out there and do these kind of really sort of special short run shows with, with Thin Lizzy. So it, it's great. 
That being said, it's no secret. I mean, especially here in the U.S., it's incredibly difficult, no matter what your history, your lineage, your association to other bands. Of course, you being in Black Star Riders and your history with Thin Lizzy. I mean, it, even all of that, anyone will tell you it's incredibly difficult to break through with a rock band these days. How have you found this now? Three records out with Black Star Riders. I know you do a lot of your work outside of the U.S. with this band, but yeah. now you're coming through again. Is there going to be a, more of a focus and a commitment to try to really get this going in the U.S.? Well, you know, we would all like to see that. Uh, you know, it's you're absolutely right. We have, you know, mainly uh, stayed pretty much just out of America because we, you know, that's kind of our main draw is everywhere else but America. So I think it's time to, and that's what this tour is kind of a, a affording us is, you know, let's dip, you know, dip the big toe back into the water of America, right, and see how the audiences are, uh, you know, accepting us or not accepting whatever. You know, this is like a you know, testing ground right now. Uh, so far, I mean, it, we've only had one show, but, you know, all, already the, the reviews are, are great. So, you know, we're, we're off to a great start uh, right right now. So, uh, you know, yeah, I, I think it's time that we start now, start concentrating a lot more on America. I give you a lot of credit, man, because I talk to a lot of guys that are around your age and that have, you know, come from bands that had big histories like Thin Lizzy and, they want no part of trying to establish a new band in the U.S. right now. And here you are. You got three. You got three records out. Three really good records, and you're 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 out there now doing it. So I give you a lot of credit. I think it's great. Well, well, thanks. I mean, you know, America is is has always uh, traditionally been the hardest nut to crack. You know, for really almost any rock band out there. I mean, you you you've talked to enough of us guys, right? They'll they'll let you know that. Uh, you know, touring in, in America is is the hard one, right? So, uh, and if you can do it, you know, if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. Kind of <laughs> <thing>. uh, <laughs> but it really is it, it really is true. So, uh, everybody uh, in their right mind wants to do well in, in America, and, and we're no exception. We want to we want the same thing as every other band out there. It's it's why we're back here, and, and uh, we're just hoping that the uh, the audiences are going to climb on the train with us and have fun with us. So here we go. And the irony of that, Scott, is the fact that, as you well know, and we've talked about many times, with all your years in Thin Lizzy, America was the toughest nut to crack, too. And to this day, Thin Lizzy means so much more to people outside of the U.S. than you do here. So, you know, here we go again. <laughs> it was the same thing for Lizzy back in the day, right? <laughs> yeah, you're right. You know, I mean, like, the, I, I, you know, I used to and still do get the question, why didn't you? Why, why weren't you guys bigger in America? You should have cracked that country wide open with all the songs you had, all the playing that you did. And you know, there—I don't think there's any real definitive answer of why we weren't able to completely, you know, dominate America. Uh, you know, my, my whole thing is if if you look at a map of America and you looked at the very edges, right? If you could see water, we did great. But as soon as we went inland and, and you lost any ocean, we were kind of screwed at that point. So, and I don't, I don't know what the the reason for that was, but uh, that seemed to be the the pattern. So, so hopefully this time, you know, we'll we'll become we'll be able to come up with an album or a song or a, a, a show that we do that will convince more people that uh, hey, maybe these guys can really do some business here. So that's what we're after. 
How long of a set are you playing on the when 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 it's the? I know we're, you're going to do some break off shows on your own or just with Saxon, but when with the the three bill package when you're in the first slot with Priest, how long of a set are you having? Well, see now this is the tough side of things here, Eddie. I've talked to uh, you know I talked to Biff last night about it. We're we're both playing sets that are probably the shortest sets we've played in 30, 35 years. We we've got a a forty minute slot and the Samson have a fifty. Now the, the hard thing with that is not you know not what songs you're going to put in, but what songs are you not going to play? Uh, and there's always going to be songs where people are going to come up to you and say, why didn't you do blah, 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 or why didn't you do that? And so I think, you know, maybe the plan is we're going to try to mix it up a lot on, on this tour. You know, in one city we'll play this set, and the next city we'll maybe add two, two different songs and, and, and try to go that route so, so we can play as many of the uh, Black Star writers' songs as we possibly can. I mean, that's really the only way we can – can do it but uh yeah you know you're in the starting blocks you go bang okay 40 minutes bang you're off you know so you know you got to hit them hard and quick as as fast as fast as you can so and what time are you taking well on on the pre-states on the pre-states what time are you guys going on so that's because that's an important thing too for people that don't do want to see you and are going to the pre-shows you you got to make sure you get in there early because you don't want to miss the band and and i can tell you having seen black star riders many times you do not want to miss them so what time are you on are you on usually seven seven thirty what's your start time you know, Eddie, I love you, man, for bringing that up. You're the coolest guy ever. <laughs> but it's always between 7 and 7.30. That so is that's, the, that's the usual spots right there. Okay. So people are want to go see this band and get in there early if you can. I mean, go right from work, whatever you got to do, because there are people that will wander in at like 8.15, 8.30, and Saxon's on. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know they were playing. I didn't see them. So make sure yeah. you get in there and, and, and try to check them, check them out. And again, you'll do the cool thing is on some of the nights off, you're going to be doing your own shows as well. That's right. Yeah. Uh, which is, which will be nice because we'll, you know, be back to our, uh, you know, uh, our hour and a half or hour and three quarters uh, sets, we can actually, you know, who's ever coming down here, you, you can see actually what you know, Black Star, Black Star Riders really does. You know, the, 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 the 40 minute set is really kind of like a highlight kind of deal. Uh, it's the only way you can really look at it. But, uh, you know, in my mind, we've got so many highlights. It's, it's what I said before. It's what, what you're not going to play. That's, that's, that's the hard part. So yeah, you know, if you're uh, coming home from work, forget about taking a shower, just jump in the car and go straight <laughs> down to the arena. <laughs> there you go. And I, as I mentioned before, April 7th, you guys, uh, it's uh, just a Saxon black star rider show happening in Milwaukee. And I'm going to be hosting that one and doing some Q and a stuff with you for the casino cool. and for the crowd cool. there that night. So that'll be fun. I'll get to see full sets from you guys. And I'm looking forward to that. I, I forgot to ask you, uh, Scott, does, does black, when you're at, when you're playing and it's black star riders, do you do any thin Lizzie songs anymore or no? No, we do. You know, we we <clears throat> slam in probably like two songs, uh, and once again, you know, we'll we will kind of mix that up also because there's just sort of a you know a wealth of product there to actually choose from. So uh, you know, one night we'll do Jailbreak, another night you know Boys Are Back in Town, or maybe Cowboy Song. We'll whip it out for Texas, something like that. You know, so. So there, there's from the Thin Lizzy catalog. There, there's a hell of a lot to choose from there. So, 
that's always fun to figure out, you know, which ones we're going to be playing that night for, you know, any particular audience. You know, and, 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 and another real, real quick thing about Thin Lizzy, you talk about how back in the day and in the 70s and what have you, when you, you only really did well in America and the places you could see water on the coasts. But I think over the, over the decades, and especially now, you mentioned guys like Tom Hamilton and all these people wanting to play and play those songs. I don't know if you feel this and you sense this over the last 10, 15 years, but I think there's a whole new appreciation for Thin Lizzy's music. I think there's a lot of people late to the party, but I think they're really, really getting it and really, really into it now. I think it's become, uh, it's it's sinking in. Also, you see a lot of people covering Thin Lizzy material more, like Ace Freely and Slash recently did a version of Emerald. I don't know if you heard that, but, but, but there's I a lot of people I, doing it. That sounds very interesting. I love I'd love to hear them. Well, and also I think what happened too is that, you know in the earlier days, you know, dads used to bring their sons or their daughters to the shows. You know, and now they've grown up, and you know they're doing the same with with their kids. So uh, it's great to see it's, it's it's you know with the whole Lizzie thing, it's it's like a very sort of generational thing that's uh, they've been kind of brought up with it. So it, it's nice to see that uh, you know a lot of these younger guys actually know their you know, musical history, well, you know, whether it be Thin Lizzy or not, you know, they, they seem to know, you know, a lot of the seventies and eighties, uh, uh, music, which, which is great. So it really keeps the whole rock thing, uh, up front. Yeah, it does. Hey, are you, do you, we have a, what, we have one or two people on the phone that would love to ask you a quick question. Do you have time for that or do you have to go? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's do it. Let, Let's conference in a couple quick callers for Scott Gorham because we got David in Chicago, Ron in Chicago, have questions for Scott. So uh, I don't usually tie people in on the phone, but we have a little extra time here, so I'd love to do that. Let's get David sure. on. Hey, David, you're on with Scott Gorham. Go ahead. Hey, Scott. How you doing? Good, David. How's everything? So I saw you guys last year in Germany opening for Foreigner. Okay. I, I was that Great. crazy guy in front. I was that guy cheering you on while everybody else sat on their ass. <laughs> was that you? Well, I was, I was glad you were there. Out was, there man. Uh, <laughs> you, you threw out some guitar picks to me. Security wouldn't let me come up to you, but everything was cool. No worries. Yeah, that David, your a, your uh, your phone's not working too good. You got a question there, buddy? I think you already. Uh, his 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 phone was terrible. We, of course, yeah. that's why I don't normally do it. His phone wasn't working. Ron oh, in Chicago. Go. Let's try one more. Go ahead, Ron. Hey, Ed, thanks so much. Mr. Scott Gorham, what an honor and a pleasure. Thank you, sir. Hey, good to, good to see you, Rod. Great. What do you got there? Well, I'll tell you, I can't wait for this Milwaukee date that Eddie's talking about to see a full oh. set from the Mighty Black Star Riders. Speaking of set lists, i got to ask this. On a show like that, are we going to hear uh, any tracks from the Almighty? No, uh, unfortunately not. Uh, you know, when, when you do these shows, uh, you, we tend not to uh, do do any of the material from our offshoot things, like, say, for my 21-gun things or Damon's Brother Kane or, you know, Ricky's, uh, you know, The Almighty. We'll, we'll stick mainly to, uh, obviously, Black Star Writers, then we'll sprinkle a, you know, a bit of Thin Lizzy around in there. So I'm sorry about that, uh, Bud, but... Uh, you know, maybe at some point, you know, I'll talk to Rick and see if we can slam an almighty song in there at some point. That's a good idea. You could you could basically become a band, though, that they just become this tribute band to all the other bands that everybody was <laughs> was in in the band, you know, play some Brother yeah, Kane stuff, like you know? said. Yeah, yeah, the, the almighty, almighty tribute. Black stars, right, yeah. 
Exactly right. Have you thought, I mean, Heavy Fire is what, about a year old now? Have you started thinking about a new Black Star Riders record? We have. Uh, we've got plans now of going back into the studio. I think it's uh, September, uh, August, September. So we'll, we'll be you know, back in Nashville uh, with uh, Nick Raskalinich once again. Uh, spend a few weeks up there, you know, rehearsing, writing. I mean, we're kind of writing all the time anyway. But, uh, it, it's, you know, we'll, we'll spend probably a, a week or a week and a half beforehand uh, just kind of gluing everything together and then jump straight in and, and get into album number four. Amazing. Which I find, incredible, which I find, I find that incredible because we were wondering if we were going to get any any more albums after the first one, right? Now, <laughs> now we're working on number four, so... There you go. Keep pounding away, man. They're all good records. Yeah. And the last thing, Scott, Thank before you. I let before I let you go is, uh, and, and then you, you kind of alluded to it that there could be more Thin Lizzy stuff at some point to commemorate some of these anniversaries. Is there is there any other stuff like I know a, a number of years ago you and I did a radio special for that live Tower Theater show, and are there any other things mm-hmm. coming down the pike with Lizzie that we don't have yet that we could expect that you know of? Well, there there is. It's the the all encompassing everything included with, with the kitchen sink, and probably will throw your grandmother in there with it. The uh, the box set, and this now has been on the cards for uh, uh, a couple of years now. But you know, unfortunately, there's been some uh, not from our side, but you know, a couple of little legal things that had to be ironed out and. Uh, from what I hear, the they're all ironed out now. So you know things are getting ready to get uh, shrink wrapped and, uh, and and thrown out there. So uh, we, it's going to be a pretty uh, interesting thing. Uh, there's uh, things on there that we recorded years and years ago that uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if they should be on. You know, like there's rehearsal things. Huh? I listened to it and. I, I'm down on the fetal position, shaking away, going, "Oh my God, man, this was never, this was never for human consumption. What are we doing?" You know. So <laughs> there's a few of those kind of interesting things on there, also, along with yeah. everything else that we've done. I have, I must admit, I've gotten some of the special editions and deluxe things because I love getting all that stuff. But then there, there are times when I've gotten them. I was like, this is there's this was probably left off for a reason, you know, at the time. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Actually, I met a guy last night who's sending me a copy of uh, a live track that we did. It was, a, it was a song called Romeo and the Lonely Girls, and apparently, yeah. right in the middle of the solo, I bust a string. <laughs> so he's so th- gonna he's gonna send this to me, and I want to see how I actually got out of that one. <laughs> well, there was there was that Lizzie box set that came out. Gosh, it was probably like fifteen years ago. I don't think it ever officially came out in America. I have it. I think it's right. four CDs, uh, if I'm right. not mistaken. Which was which was cool. But you're saying this is going to be a, like a, a massive thing. Yeah, it's gonna it's just gonna include everything. Uh, you know, there was a you know. You know, the conversation that came out that, you know, you know, we found all these, you know, unreleased tapes and boxes in this closet somewhere. Well, you know, Universal actually went around the world and gathered all of these things together uh, and, you know, categorized them and all that. I mean, it's literally hundreds of things that myself and Brian Downey had to go through. So there is a lot of stuff on this uh this box set that I find if you're a true Lizzie fan you're going to find this uh probably at some spots a little overwhelming but uh <laughs> cool cool nonetheless you know <laughs> 
Well, listen, man, I, I know you're just getting started on this tour. I wish you uh, safe travels and uh, and uh, everybody listening, get out and see the band. Make sure you're there early if it's one of the priest dates and or the Saxon Black Star Riders dates. Uh, those shows you'll get a little bit more from each band. I'll see you on April 7th in Milwaukee. I look forward to that. And great. say hi to the guys, Scott. Great to talk to you, okay? I will. It's always great talking with you, Eddie, and I will see you in Milwaukee then. Sounds good, man. Take care. All right, bud. See you. See you, everybody. Well, thanks to Scott Gorham. Always good to talk to Scott, who lives in the UK, even though he is American. He has lived in England for over 20 years, I believe. And it's good to visit with him when he is in the U.S. and a little easier to get. See Scott currently playing with Black Star Riders as discussed. All right, coming up next, interview number two on this week's Double Dip on the Eddie Trunk podcast is Biff Byford of Saxon, a guy that's been busy in the U.S., playing quite a bit with Saxon. We talk about the renewed interest in kind of reestablishing things in America with this legendary new wave of British heavy metal band. So let's talk with Saxon's Biff Byford, their lead singer right now on the Eddie Trunk podcast. Biff, how hey, are you, man? Hi. I'm pretty good. We're just having a day off in Ohio. So, yeah, everything was good. We're, um, yeah, it was good. Welcome back to the U.S. You've been getting, you, you know, I was saying this earlier before you called in. There was a while where Saxon was kind of dormant in America, but you've been hitting it hard here in the U.S. We love having you. Yeah, we've been we've been uh, spending a lot of time here. You know, the new album's uh, selling really, actually selling phenomenal. It's um, it's really good. I mean, you know, the record company phoned me up last week and said, oh, you've gone top 30 in, in England. I was like, you sure you got the right band? <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, it's uh, really, really uh, took us by surprise. So yeah, we had a lot of, lot of people last night knew all the new songs. So yeah, it's going well. What are you? I mean, you've got such, of course, uh, Saxon currently on tour with Judas Priest and doing some of your own shows as well, which which we'll touch on in a second. But I yeah. imagine Biff, when you get out and you're playing with Priest, I mean, how long of a set do you have? First of all. Well, we, we 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 had a short set last night. We had some big technical issues, cables breaking, things like that. But um, yeah, about fifty to fifty-five minutes we've got. Uh, so we're just trying to cram as many much stuff in there as possible. Um, so yeah, I mean, we just we just we just love Judas Priest. So it's a great package for the fans. I mean, you know, we oh sure, do it, together, do it together in nineteen eighty for the first time on Wheels of Steel and the British Steel tour. So. We have a big history with police, so everything's, everything's going to be great. It's going to be a great tour. I was going to ask you about that. Did that tour happen in America or in the UK? That was just is in Europe. We did uh, we did Motorhead in the UK, our very first tour. And our very first tour of Europe was with Judas Priest, so uh, we go back quite a way with Priest. My gosh, what a time that was for metal. Priest has British steel out. You guys have yeah. wheels of st- wheels of st- I mean that that had to be unbelievable. I mean you have fond memories of that, I would think. Oh yeah, really, really great memories. It's fantastic. I mean, I, you know, when we were on stage yesterday, and I said, you know, in Wilkes Bar, I said this this concert just reminds me of 1983, man. And everybody went crazy. So yeah, it was really good, really good, and uh, we're looking forward to it. You know? Yeah, un- unfortunately, Priest is dealing with Glenn Tipton in his situation. How's the vibe been out on the road? Oh, good, good. I mean, Andy, Andy, you know, Andy Snape's our producer, and um, he's Judas Priest producer, so he obviously knew the new songs. I mean, he did a good job last night. It was great, and uh, yeah, I mean, I don't. I think Glenn might maybe pop along for a couple of shows. I don't know. I'm hoping he will do. Uh, that would be good. Um, but yeah, you know, he's 
he's a, he's a good guy, so I'm sure he'll be around a, a couple of times, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, I was going to mention that, actually. This is kind of like the Andy Sneap tour, in a way, because he, he produced he produced your new album, Thunderbolt. Uh, he also, of course, produced co-produced the new Priest record, and now he's playing in Priest. So he's yeah. really, he's, he's got the most going on on this tour, I think. Yeah, well, you know, he's doing our last three albums, haven't he? And, uh, and I was saying to him yesterday, I was saying, you know, he must be earning, he must be earning some, some mega dollars. Can, can, I, can I borrow some money off you? <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's doing good. I mean, he did good yesterday. You know? um, he's a clever guy, Andy, and uh, you know he's always wanted to be a rock god. So now he is one. You know. So, so putting the set list together for this, uh, how much are you able to put in from Thunderbolt? Because I imagine, uh, obviously, you, you know, you, you're you're opening for Priest. You want to make sure the crowd is into it, and you're going to have to play the the Saxon classics. But you also want to represent the new record, and of course, Saxon have made some great recent records before this as well. So. How do you sort that all out? How have you, how have you balanced well, it, Biff? Well, this tour, uh, it's going to it's going to be most it's going to be mostly uh, mostly new album, mostly eighties stuff. Actually, um, you know, to get the, you know, I mean, I think I think fans want to hear Denim Leather and Crusader and you know as many of those songs. But we need to play. I think we're doing about fifty fifty actually. It's, we're doing about four. I think we did four new songs yesterday. Uh, we'd like to do five, but you know we'll just we'll just play it by ear really and see how much time we've got. And we're going to play well, the big big songs in there as well. Yeah. You uh, you guys released a new video for the track Nosferatu. I thought that I thought the song the video was really cool, but I think the song's really cool too. A little bit very, very a little different from what a little bit of a gothic feel, which makes sense considering the subject matter. But I thought I, when I first heard the record, I, I loved the track, and now you've got yeah. the video out for that. It looked like you had a good time making that too. Can you talk a little bit yeah, about was, that one? Yeah, it was pretty good. We, um, I mean, obviously the track we wanted the track to be gothic because it's obviously about Dracula, but. Uh, yeah, I wanted to be a bit gothic, and you know, we had the idea of. Uh, I mean, somebody asked me to do that song for a film. Um, uh, a producer said, "Could you do a song about Dracula?" So we did that song. Whether the song will be on the film, and I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I can't tell you anything about it because they had to sign a piece of paper saying it was a top secret. But uh, the, the song might end up on the film at some point. But uh, but yeah, we um, you know we can get a bit gothic when we want to. Um, the video was shot by some students at, um, at the uh, Welsh uh, University down there in Cardiff on the first show in, in England. So, um, you know, they shot that as part of the degree. Uh, my daughter shot the, uh, the spooky stuff in the, in the old monastery uh, at, at midnight and a full moon. So, yeah, it was pretty good fun putting it together. came together pretty quick. I mean, it took, it took the guys about, you know, two days to edit it together. I sort of okayed it yesterday, and it went out. It went out, and we went on stage, actually. So it was good, yeah. Big difference making videos now versus when you made them back in the day, right? I mean, now you can do them so much more affordably. You mentioned your your your. Did you say your daughter worked on it? Yeah, my daughter worked on it. She she done a bit of work for us, and um, she works she works on my son's band's uh, videos and stuff. So you know, she's pretty pretty cool at it. She knows what. Uh, she knows what looks good and what doesn't. So yeah, it's pretty good. Keep it in the family. Yeah, and you know, I noticed the uh, the album. Of course, you you dedicated the record to Lemmy. I would think that was pretty much yeah. a an obvious thing to do, right? With given your history with Lem. Yeah, definitely. And uh, you know, we wrote a song about that uh, first tour we did called "They Played Rock and Roll." Um, you know, which just turned into a 
a bit of a tribute song now because Eddie died. Uh, but yeah, you know, we just wanted to try and bring that sort of flavor back uh, from the 80s, you know, that style of Motorhead Saxon style of playing back then, you know, Fast and Furious, bit of punk metal going on there. But uh, yeah, I mean, the song turned out great and it's going down really well live. So uh, it's nice to have Lenny on stage. I mean, you know, we have his voice on the song. I asked, I asked the fans on Facebook what they thought about putting his voice on the live like it is on the album and everybody said put it in but it was so loud on stage last night that i thought it was still behind me <laughs> and you have on the record do you have yo johan from amana marathon here too did i see that right yeah he's a good mate we, we, we've been out drinking with amana a few times but uh you know when, when we did the song i sang that low octave myself on the demo and uh you know, I, I thought Johan's voice would sound good on it. A little bit, uh, little bit left field, you know, for, for Saxon. But um, I think it's nice to include some of the newer, you know, newer modern modern styles into into one song at least. So um, yeah, a bit a bit of a bit of a curveball, but I think he did a fantastic job, and um, you know, he uh, he really liked the song, you know. Well, I'm sure a lot of these newer metal bands certainly grew up listening to and were influenced by by uh, Saxon. I mean, Biff, you, you oh, become yeah, before you know it, you become one of the elder statesmen here, man. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, it sort of goes on you now, and I'll be I'll be prime minister next. You watch, but uh, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, he did a great job, and you know, we like him on a map. They're, they're one of the newer bands, and uh, you know, they're they're really strong around the world, and um, I'm sure people. Are going to listen to that track and think, eh, you know, I love it, or nah, it's not my thing, you know. So, but that's what music's all about, isn't it? You know, making a few, making a few people turn their heads and listen to a different sort of uh, aspect sometimes. So, have you enjoyed coming here? And you know, I said earlier, I think it's kind of it, to me, it, it kind of feels like the band is starting to sort of almost reestablish things in America. You've done, you did the two runs of shows recently with UFO, which were great. And then you've, you've gotten this great run of records and you're coming over here a lot more. Has that been a conscious thing for, for, you know, after working in Europe and, and England so much yeah, to say, you know, let's yeah, get, let's get back to the U S. Yeah, it definitely has. Definitely has. We've got, a, we've got a good team uh, around the band now, you know, so we can move forward. Uh, you know, you're going to have a great team uh, that, that sort of, is 100% on, on what you want to do and, uh, you know, with the advice and everything. So, yeah, I mean, we, we, we did the Motorit Tour 2015 as well, just before Lenny died, and we did a few shows with Priest just before that. So, yeah, we, we took a conscious effort to come back to America. You know, we have a lot of fans here, and um, it's growing and growing and growing now, especially with the new album. So, yeah, I mean, you're going to be seeing us in America quite a lot, I think, in the future. And how? And looking back on that last run with UFO, how was that? Uh, you did two runs with them in the U.S. Did you enjoy that? Yeah, it was good. It was only a short one, the second one. Uh, but yeah, it was good fun. I mean, we love UFO. We only have a tour with people who we love anyway. I mean, you know, we're not really a uh, we're not really a sport band, uh, but you know, we, we we'll take a pay, pay cut if we love the band. That's all, uh, you know. Motorhead, Judas Priest, UFO, all great bands. So we like it. We should mention that in addition to you guys playing with Judas Priest right now, you're also on nights off from Priest. You're doing your own shows with with Black Star Riders, so you become the headline Black Star Riders in support. And I know there's a bunch yeah. of those shows. Everybody should go to Saxon747.com to see what you know what you're getting by you, whether it's just Saxon and Black Star Riders or whether it's uh, the whole Priest yeah. package. But I was excited to, uh, I mean, to see uh, that. 
Yeah, uh, a lot of the headline things are us and Black Star Riders. Uh, Some of them were on our own. Uh, But I think most of them are with Black Star Riders. And uh, obviously, we'll both be playing longer sets then. We'll be playing a full headline set. We'll actually be playing the same same set which we've just played in the UK and Europe. So that'll be, you know, that'll be like an hour 45, two hours or something like that. So uh, the headline shows will be much more, uh, you know, much sort of longer. And uh, that'd be great. Yeah, and I don't know if you know this, but I was telling uh, I was telling Ace, one of your managers last night, the show you're playing, which is on April seventh in Milwaukee at the Potawatomi Casino, they're going to have they they do something different there where they have uh, the artists do Q and As with the audience before they play. So they're bringing me out to do a little intro Q and A piece with both you and Black Star Riders to that show before you play. All right, that be that be novel. Yeah, so I, I, it's apparently something they do at that casino, and they contacted me about it and said, would you do it? And I said, I'd love to, and I know all the guys in both bands, so it should be fun. So we, you know, do the show, and then we can go hit the tables. I don't know if you gamble at all, but... Yeah, bring the wine. <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty of wine, and there's plenty of gambling. It's a casino. We, we shouldn't have any problem. No, we shouldn't. We should, we should take Andy's team and spend all the money he's been earning. <laughs> well, he won't be with us that day because it's just you guys and Black Star Riders. So no, they're having the day off. I'll talk him into coming down. It'll be all right. <laughs> and, and and before I let you go, tell me about the guys. Do you have history with Scott Gorham and the Black Star Riders guys? Uh, not not too much. I, I know I know Ricky from the Almighty Days, and uh, you know I I, I knew uh, I knew Phil Linnett, and um, I didn't really know uh, Scott much. I have met on various occasions, but. I've, no, he's not really a drinking buddy. Uh, um, I, you know, I knew I went out to uh, to Stringfellas a couple of times with Phil in it, and um, I knew Brian Robertson because he, he was in uh, he was in Motorhead obviously for a while, and he was in uh, is it Crazy Horses? I think something like that, Wild Horses or something like Wild that. Wild Horses, yeah. Uh, that toured with us for some time in in the eighties. So I did know a couple of them, yeah. But uh, no, I don't really have a a, a huge sort of. Um, you know, playing together, history and touring together. But I do know them. And I know some of the, the other guys in uh, Black Star Riders as well. So, yeah, I mean, they're a great band, no doubt about it. So it's a good um, it's a good package, definitely. Yeah, and they've gone out with Priest before, too. So it's a bit of a, another run with them. That was just a few years ago. Certainly not as far back yeah, as you guys did. But... Black Star Riders. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, man, I'm glad we had a chance to talk for a few minutes. I wanted to, you know, just say hello again with the tour getting ready to get started. Uh, if you guys are going out to yeah. see uh, Priest, be sure you get there and make sure you're there to see Saxon and Black Star Riders, who are the yeah. uh, opening acts on that. And then go to Saxon747.com. There is the uh, video right on the homepage there for the new uh, song, Nosferatu, which we talked about. Yeah, and you can you yeah, can scroll through the dates and you can... Yeah, you can go scroll through the dates and you can see where they're, you know, what shows are coming to what cities and which bands are playing and whether it's just you guys as the headline or or whatever the case may be. Right. All good stuff, Biff. I look forward to seeing you in Milwaukee if not sooner and uh and and say hi to the guys and safe travels out there, okay? Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Thank you. And thanks to everybody for buying the album. Tis the year of the Thunderbolt. We'll see you all on the road. Take care, man. Thank you very much. Okay, see you later, Eddie. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, thanks to Biff Byford, and earlier, thank you to Scott Gorham of Thin Lizzy and Black Star Riders. See, both bands currently on tour opening for Judas Priest, also doing their own shows, including April 7th in Milwaukee at the Potawatomi Casino 
in the Northern Lights Theater. That one I will be hosting headline sets from both Saxon and Black Star Riders, and I'll be doing Q&As with both bands there as well. As usual, all my appearances, as I say, on the homepage of eddytrunk.com. Come out and see me. Follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Eddie Trunk. And uh, thanks to Katie Irizarry. She is the producer of the Eddie Trunk podcast. New episodes every Thursday, always free at podcastone.com and iTunes. And don't forget, if you're shopping on Amazon, start on my Amazon page, amazon.com slash shop slash Eddie Trunk. Handpicked items there from me, as well as uh, anything else you want to buy on Amazon. Just start on that page, amazon.com slash shop slash Eddie Trunk. Have a great week, everybody. And I will see you next Thursday for another all-new episode of the Eddie Trunk Podcast. I'm Spencer Raskoff, the CEO of Zillow Group, and I have a new podcast here on Podcast One called Office Hours. Listen as I have one-on-one conversations with other CEOs. We have the kind of conversations that can only happen between peers, tackling tough questions, sharing hard-won insights, and helping to define what leadership means today. Join me twice a month on Office Hours, exclusively on Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and the new Podcast One app. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com.